everybody welcome to we view yasha we're recording minutes after we recorded the last episode i'm sean I'm i don't know why i'm revealing that to you we're here to talk about episode 42 the spoiler alert spoiler alerts featuring 40 minutes of flashback oh my god i thought it was in my notes <laughs> this, this episode's mostly flashbacks it's about 40 percent flashback <laughs> is what i meant to say uh yeah it, the wind scar fails <laughs> I suppose that happens halfway through the episode, so it's not too bad. But they do really build it up as Inuyasha. I'm going to use the wind scar. Yes, use the wind scar, Inuyasha. Is this a trick? No. Okay. I mean, exact same situation. If she knows what happened last time, you really don't think. Yeah. Come on, Inuyasha. He's been so good at thinking ahead, but he did not in this specific instance. He also keeps almost dying. (laughs) Appearing to die, and then I guess he isn't dead. Koga punched through his chest, and in this one he gets uh, his wind scarred. I think Yura punched through his chest. Sashomaru, I think, Punched through his chest. He must have so much scar tissue. Yeah. It's a good thing he has Wolverine healing powers <laughs> but at least i mean you're a punch through through him but he didn't make the expression that he makes now that's like his life fading before his eyes his little eyes mm-hmm. it looks like when sashomaru plucked the little pearl out and it was all just blank Ow! but we're a little ahead i guess yeah i guess so we have to get through my favorite part of the episode which is the new conversation between moroku and kohaku i did it (laughs) i did it (laughs) kaharu (laughs) so close it's okay i accidentally called somebody else your name uh, only five minutes earlier (laughs) so it was bound to happen Uh, moroku has a heart to heart with kaharu i get to the the part where he's explaining to her uh, just what the deal is with him about this whole wind tunnel situation it's like explaining that you have an std or a brain tumor that's going to kill you at 35 how this doesn't make her fall more in love with him i don't know but <laughs> no she go she thinks he's lying <laughs> yeah i couldn't figure that out at first like which part is he lying about this she think yeah i think the wind tunnel part yeah the wind tunnel. She's like, he's trembling. Is he lying to me? See, I thought that was, he's trembling because he's pretending to be brave in front of her. And that she sees through him that he is actually very scared. But no, because later she sees the wind tunnel in action and goes, oh, I guess he was telling the truth. So it really just was that, her first moment of, are you feeding me a line? When he's not. <laughs> yeah, but she's still willing later to bathe him and cook dinner for him i I really like that scene because we get to see moroku 
uh, be Very vulnerable. vulnerable. Yeah. Yes, I might have had a few little tears swelling in my eyes. I was going to ask you if you cried during this episode, but really I would have picked the end where they get to the big revelation of who is helping Naraku learn oh. new powers. Then we end yeah. on an Inuyasha <laughs> line. Where are you, Charlie Brown? Oh. Oh. My Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now, this is what you mentioned in the last episode, uh, Kana is sucking in Kagome's soul, but her soul is really big. Uh, yeah, I, it's Kagome's and Kiku's. I guess it would have to be. I was questioning, like, the the largeness of it seems weird, that that would be a quality for someone's soul to have. Yeah. I would think powerful, maybe. Powerful I thought it was a, or pure or something, but... A translation issue, but I think in the dub they also say big. So yeah, and then it makes sense that it's not fitting, because... Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it is because she's reincarnated, so she's Kagome, but she's also yeah, she Kikyo. She uh, has two lives within her. Plus, they also say that her sacred arrows are made out of her souls, so you could interpret it as she has a quiver of soul that she just <laughs> could pull out of her essence and shoot. And hopefully she doesn't run out of all that stuff one day. I know. She doesn't... Her quiver's never full. She always has, like, three or four <laughs> arrows. <laughs> Maybe arrows were easy to come by back then. But... they like... I really don't feel like drawing anymore. Although Sango would know how to make arrows, I bet. So maybe she's helping out with that. Added demon bones. <laughs> they haven't killed demons in a while. so They really haven't. Not since like that rat demon in like the first one. Or the, um, oh no, they didn't kill any of those in the, the, the bacon up a Naraku episode inside the giant volcano. Oh yeah. Yeah, because they all just kind of went into Naraku's body. You may recall that episode uh, is the one where Kikyo decides to start working against our heroes, which uh, comes into play in this one. Eyes could not roll far enough to the back <laughs> of my head. <laughs> yeah, for the podcast listeners, uh, that was the sound of Lindsay's eyes rolling so far back into her head that they come back around. If so, I could put a, a sound effect to it, it would sound like, ugh. <laughs> for an eye roll? <laughs> yeah. Moroku, uh, let's see. Oh, no, uh, let's let's talk about this. Uh, Kana's reaching for the rest of the jewel shards that Kagome has. She's got enough of her soul where she can't move. Yeah. Or can she? Because then she gets up and points her arrow She's right at like, Kana's I face. I don't think so. I thought initially that the things floating around were jewel shards because she's kind of reaching for them. But they're pieces of Kagome's soul. Yeah. Because I was like, they didn't have that many. No. <laughs> Naraku's and cut I've, them all. I've lost track of how many they have. I don't... Because every time I think I got it, I then forget. I'm a very forgetful person. <laughs> There's only so much I can hold in my brain at one time. And this season has really given me the runaround with how many episodes... We're already halfway through the third disc you've given me. And we're almost to the end of the episodes that are on Netflix. Oh, come on, Netflix. Season three. We're doing a podcast about this. We're generating reinterest in the show, aren't we? Listeners? Hello? I just have such a hard time remembering what's happened to this season so far. Well, I don't. I think when we get to it later, Naraku's, what he's got, I 
don't think that's right. What? <laughs> really? Yeah, there's no way we almost have a whole jewel. Really? Yeah. That's gotta be like season like four or five till it gets like that. Are you, oh wow, so there's like a little continuity issue thing I don't, going on. I do not remember. They, there's no way they could have that many. It did seem like a lot. Yeah. I mean, it was almost complete. And she even says, almost complete. Well, I mean, you have an army of bees that you're just sending out, so maybe yeah, they're finding a bunch of them. We've got, like, seven more seasons. <laughs> well, maybe it'll get broken apart again. I don't know. <laughs> so Moroku notices the knife and uh, prevents himself from being stabbed to death by No, he Kaharu. karate chops her wrist. Yeah. Unlike a certain character in a certain episode of a certain show called Kino's Journey, who did not notice the knife in time. Oh. That's a mild spoiler alert for uh, a certain episode of <laughs> Kino's Journey, The Beautiful yeah. World, the animated series. Uh, yeah, and uh, let's see here. Oh, Moroku um, knocks uh, kind of out with that solar plexus jab that you see in movies sometimes. Yeah, I so, couldn't tell if that was her stomach or her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it was her stomach. I was looking closely. Like, dude, Moroku, she just punch her in the boobs out. <laughs> it's well known that if you punch a woman in the boobs, she'll pass out. <laughs> Try it. It's Try it at home with your loved ones. <laughs> you better hope it works. Yeah. <laughs> you will be in trouble. <laughs> you really got to do it right. Are you? There would be hell to pay. I recall that move being used in Princess Mononoke. It's like a nice way to, to knock out a lady. <laughs> that That's not like in The Thin Man where the, uh, uh, Nick punches his wife in the face to knock her out. And it seemed really unnecessary in the context. They're in bed. And then a gunman bursts in, and it has him at gunpoint. His solution is to punch his wife, his own wife, to get her off the bed and out of the way. And I think that move <laughs> baffles the gunman so much that he doesn't know who to shoot first. And then Nick manages to get the drop on him and get the gun away from him. It's a really strange moment. And then she gets up holding her face and is like, did you have to do that? And it gets over it in five minutes. So, point being, I don't think we'd like Moroku as much as we'd like Nick in The Thin Man. I, I, okay. Oh. oh, yes. So. Prevent me from going on a tangent, please. <laughs> Just real quick, it was something that I meant to ask last episode. So, Kana is sucking all these souls of people into her mirror mm -hmm. and just leaving little corpses or husks or whatever. And Kana's no, Kagura is the one who's controlling him with her wind. That's got to be it. So Kagura is controlling Koharu. Well, if she's con she's controlling all the corpses with like her little wind puppetry. Oh, K K Kagura is yeah. controlling uh, Koharu. Too many K names. Uh, I know. <laughs> uh, 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 so hashtag too many K names. <laughs> so then Kagura is the one who's controlling. I guess so. I mean, that has to be it. Cause. The other solution is just there's it's like a little macro a spell that they can put in all of these uh, empty husks that just do the same thing. And in the case of uh, Kaharu, it's fool everybody. 
Otherwise, you gotta keep your attention on it the whole time while you're fighting Inuyasha. Yeah. And they're far away. That's that's at the the mansion, and they ran yeah. away from the mansion. And what's the distance you can put on this? Yeah, there's just gotta be like a little a little spell that you can put inside of there that just. Because I didn't think does. at first I thought it was Kana. After she takes your soul, then she like controls you. Uh-huh. But then I remember when uh, Kagura got on the scene, she's like, ain't no thing to control corpses. There is that tribesman who comes all the way back to Koga to deliver the jewel shard. So that must have been his spell that he had within him to like just bring this back. And then once you do that, you can just die. Turn so I don't think foam. <laughs> die in a puddle of foam. So uh, Kagura is super badass yeah. like even more so that i mean she was pretty badass to begin with mm-hmm. but now she's like making up for the one silly thing that she does which <laughs> is fly away on a feather who says that silly I like, it's a feather canoe i <laughs> i like that she has that because <laughs> it's sort of like she can be um self-conscious about it and it doubles as a hair accessory I'm not doubting its practical application <laughs> of the real world. I'm just saying it looks a little silly. Your fan, super scary. <laughs> the fact that you brag about everything, pretty scary as well. And then I just laugh at you when you fly away on a feather. But that can make her angry and kind of sad, at least. Like, we're bullying her, and then that can make her angrier. I like it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Kikyo doesn't appear to have anything like that. She needs to have, like, one weakness. Well, I guess her weakness is Inuyasha. She sees him and gets all googly in the in the chest and wants to drag him to hell. To be together forever. I know, I know. We're not going <laughs> to argue about it again. All right, where the hell were we? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shippo is the one who has to recap everything to... Uh, yeah. Moroku and they're all like okay well let's head to Inuyasha grab everybody let's go Inuyasha is playing it safe with Kagura not killing any of the guys uh, dodging her attacks and um, not using his wind scar yet because his arm's all fucked up so I think he's waiting for an opportunity one of the many flashbacks we get in this episode is remembering the time that Koga <laughs> punched him in the arm because uh, we forgot from two episodes ago I would think that his chest would be more fucked up because there's that whole moment where <laughs> Koga punched him into the ground and created a crater. Because he wasn't conscious for that. Yeah. We thought he was dead for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, now apparently it's he can't swing the Tetsaiga full force. So He can do it once and then I think his bones just break. So Kagura is taunting him. And then we get another flashback from Kagura's point of view. The whole arena freezes, and we have to be reminded of what the wind scar does. This is the weird moment where uh, Inuyasha sees sparks in the air. It says, "There it is. There's the wind scar." And Kagura point That's blank says, <laughs> "I've allowed you to see it. Why don't you do the wind scar?" Inuyasha's like, "Okay." <laughs> Seriously, Inuyasha, you think it's going to work twice? When she's all like, do it, do it again. I want this to happen. (laughs) 
I have no excuse for him. So he does it uh, just as our gang is arriving over the crest of a hill. And uh, he doesn't know about the mirror. Kana's made it all the way back here somehow. She oh, she can teleport. Ghost shift You're right. Thing. Okay, she can teleport. So he does the wind scar and kind of reflects it right back at him. That was really cool when Kagura like twirls her fan and turns around, and then there's Kana right behind her, like. Oh. Yeah, they're on like a lazy Susan kind of yes. spinning it around. <laughs> By the way, lazy Susan, most sexist name for a <laughs> kitchen appliance. <laughs> Susan's too lazy, so <laughs> so oh, we've invented this. Susan. I know! Who the fuck is Susan? <laughs> so Inuyasha's been taken out of commission now. <laughs> He's dead. Again. Oh, that was really pretty cool, too. Seeing those little lightning claws just run him right over. <laughs> so, Moroku's <laughs> pretty much the only one that's going to be able to fight these people. And uh, Naraku shows up. Yes. To brag about how good of a job he's done at fooling everybody yet again. Yep. Moroku, again, can't use his wind tunnel. Yeah. The reason they give this time is that there are souls trapped within the mirror, and all of those souls would be lost if he sucked it in. Yeah, which seems really weird, because Kana was hanging out with the bees. <laughs> yeah, you could also just use the bees. Where'd the bees go? I guess they're sleeping. <laughs> they're on a union break. I think I've made that joke. <laughs> So Naraku, uh, just uh, you think I don't get my hands dirty, but here I am getting my hands dirty. I think, oh, I th- yeah, I think he's like, oh, are you really here, or is it just a puppet? Uh, I thought it would be a puppet, but nope, it's him, I guess. He's got his long, flowing miasma hair. He, oh, and then he says that he created uh, Kagura and Kana out of wind and void. Yeah. Which is what the wind tunnel is isn't it yeah it is they should really combine those two but i like the contrast of it that there's a bunch of wind which is a force and then there's a void which is for force to go into and combined they're uh, a, a force to be reckoned with <laughs> dumb they cut certainly it out. are as they have pretty much taken care of everybody they could really just kill well, if not for kagome uh, kill every single person there. And oh, I think Kagura does uh, her little blades thing at Miroku, or I think she aims it at Inuyasha. They're gonna cut off his head and yeah. take it to that woman. <laughs> Which one? Well, <laughs> not the smartest person in the world. I thought they were gonna just complete their cruelty. Is like, where's Kagome? We're gonna cut off Inuyasha's head and show it to her. Like, wow. <laughs> just being a motherfucker for no reason now. But no, they're gonna they're best friends with uh, Kikio, and they're gonna show her the good job they did. <laughs> so that she'll like them. Yeah, they they confirm all of Moroku's suspicions, and they pretty much say the reason Naraku has all these new powers is because Kikio's been helping out and helping him expand. And I think that's when he, he shows, shows him the, the jewel. Yep. He shows the jewel shard, which is, uh, I want to say, 85% complete. Yeah. <laughs> minus, no way. like, five shards. Yeah. No, no way. Well, we'll keep well, an Koga's eye out. has got two in his legs. Yeah. Oh, Kogu, we forgot. That's another K name. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kohaku's got the one in his back. So there's three shards right there that are just kind of... Oh, I guess they could take it out of him at any time. But Moroku still has some, doesn't he? Doesn't he have three or four about his person? Oh, I don't remember. Did and he then, give those to Kagome already? He might have. I thought he did when he saw that she could purify him. Uh, I thought that was when he goes, maybe they are safer with you. But yeah. I'm not positive. And then there's that dumb, baffling uh, next time on Inuyasha thing where uh, Kagome wants to borrow Sango's shard to go back to her own time, Kagome. And, uh, but why would Sango oh, right. still have one? It was the one she had when her back was all screwed <laughs> right. up. But she wouldn't keep carrying that around. No, Naraku took it back. <laughs> no, they still they got it. I they thought. did. Yeah, I thought Naraku took it oh, back. Oh no, you're right. He did take kill it. Him. But then they killed the thing because it was a demon puppet. So then they got it. Oh, okay. So why? Yeah. So why would Sango still have it? it That's silly. It kind of ceases to be Sango's. Agreed. Anyway, oh, oh yes. Uh, Naraku is still wearing his little baboon pelts. Only it's just around his waist now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not the hoodie. It's his 14th one. <laughs> Lost track of those, too. And he's just, it's kind of like his security blanket now. Like, he feels confident enough where he doesn't have to hide who he is, but he still needs it. So he's just wearing it wrapped around yeah. his If this face. were a Seth MacFarlane show, somebody would say something about it. It's like, you just, you just carry that around? <laughs> anyway, happy Arbor Day. They, <laughs> where the hell are so yeah almost a full goddamn jewel shard yeah i guess we'll keep an eye out i mean i'm sure he's gonna whip it out a bunch of times and be like i only need seven <laughs> more chip, chip. wait 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 gotta give another one out just why oh, did i why did i melt it together oh, it's gotta be a huge pain in the ass if he doesn't <laughs> melt it down and reform it every time he has to find out where the shard goes on, on the thing because, you know, a few of them are going to be in the internal part of right. it. And they're not going to be clear. Um, so yeah. let's say he has that shard with a giant piece missing. And he just piles <laughs> the ones that don't quite fit. <laughs> he needs, like, a, a jar or something like a going head. No, he needs something better because that didn't work for her. Well, didn't the jar break? <laughs> I, and she dropped it. And, <laughs> like uh, a couple times. <laughs> and then the toad stole it. And then she turned it into a necklace. This is a great show. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so about this time. Oh, okay. I think They're going to chop off his head. Yeah, Moroku can't block all of the. Uh, no, but good for him for trying. Oh, he's he fights to the end most of the time. I guess there was that one episode where he accepted his death, but not this time. That's true. <laughs> if it doesn't uh, poetically have. Uh, or where he had to get the heck out of that cave with the jewel shard and leave everyone else to fight. <laughs> Well, Inuyasha was there. <laughs> and so was Miyoga. Time to use my super monk running ability. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kagome had asked Kilala, take me to Inuyasha, because I can move, kind of. And that's when uh, Kagome arrives with an arrow. Riding a giant flying saber-toothed cat. Yeah, where she it's can... Pretty amazing. She can block the... Uh, wind blades with her sacred arrows and thank goodness she does I know she saves them all once again <laughs> they really got to put her on the front lines every once in a while she says something like oh okay yeah within all of this is the big revelation that kikio is uh helping so kagome gets to overhear that and i think inuyasha does too because he mumbles like yeah 
and then looks really sad. How happy Kikyo is going to be when she sees Inuyasha's head because she wants him dead more than anything. Uh, so much so that Naraku's willing to say that she's their new boss. That <laughs> yeah, just seems like a lie. that's out of character for Naraku, I feel. Or, I mean, I'm okay with him just doing that uh, to fuck with them. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I, don't yeah. you feel bad now? And I think um, if he actually did cut off Inuyasha's head and took it to Kikyo, it would be to... I don't know, rub it into Kikyo, not yeah, not as like it's a keep- good job. <laughs> <laughs> like a birthday present, uh, yeah. it wouldn't be like that. I and I don't know was... if she'd react the way that he would think. She no. wouldn't really react positively. She'd maybe also be really sad and take it out on something near her. Yeah. Um, but Naraku's boiling it down uh, too far. Yeah, I think. Maybe and this part of him, an omigumo might still harbor feelings for Kikyo, perhaps? Oh, I didn't even think about that, that in his efforts to ruin the or get rid of the other man in her life perhaps it is not her request (laughs) Maybe he's just trying to open the door for himself (laughs) But Kagome says something like, every time you talk I feel sick, and it's gonna shoot an arrow at his face They don't want uh, Kagome to do that because the mirror's there and it's gonna reflect back at her Oh yeah, they do. Uh, Kana does say that um, her soul is slowly spilling out, and that's why she failed in this instance. That uh, the soul's too big. I think she explains that. Oh, to yeah, because I think they're like, um, Kana, why is she here? <laughs> yep. I was like, I tried. So she shoots the arrow at the mirror, and it does that slow bore thing right into it. And then Kana says in her. It, a line reading that can only be described as sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> that that look of surprise when Kagome's soul doesn't quite fit mm-hmm. and Kagome can still move, how she looks like kind of like, huh, vaguely surprised yeah. <laughs> is the most expression you will see on her face. <laughs> She's on a bunch of, uh, I don't know, Ritalin or something. No, that's the opposite. Never mind. I don't know. What's one that brings you down? Xanax? Xanax, there we go. Perfect. She's on a bunch of Xanax. <laughs> the mirror is going to burst unless she releases all of the energy that's and within it. It does start cracking when she... Yeah. And Kagome had said, my arrows are made of souls, mm. so they know who the bad people are. Oh. And Kana's mirror absorbs souls and reflects attacks, so it's absorbing oh, perfect. her soul. Now, which, which, you know, her mirror was full and really couldn't hold any more, and Kagome sort of forced it. Yeah, it's going to break the bottom of the glass. Uh, I think that a thing of it only goes after bad people, uh, is that true? Because she has to shoot it at Inuyasha a bunch of times. Yeah, I don't think so. I think she was just trying to reassure. I think it was Shippo. Yeah. It was like, no, Kagome, don't do it. And she didn't want to say Shippo can it you're doing great yeah. this episode yeah <laughs> don't ruin it <laughs> so i think she was just kind of trying to comfort shippo like don't worry my arrow only finds bad people or it sounded more badass in her head and then as she said it she's like <laughs> <laughs> can i do a floor rewrite on that <laughs> so all the souls spill out and everyone's back to life again thank god including 
uh, Moroku's uh, 14-year-old girlfriend. Yep. And now that all the souls are free, he's free to use the wind tunnel. Yeah. But And that does nothing. <laughs> yeah, Kagura is like, eh, stick up some rocks. <laughs> yeah, she flings the rocks at him. Yeah, I guess so the 14-year-old can see that he wasn't lying about the wind tunnel. Yeah, she watches it and goes, oh, I guess he was telling the truth. Oh, wow. But then we don't see her anymore, right? We we see her the next morning where everybody's gone and she's crying. Clearly one more night uh, in (laughs) Yasha really just resulted in everybody crying. See? (laughs) She had to give in to that little girl. Couldn't just... I mean, Moroku was right. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't stay another night. Mm-hmm. Like what happened? In matters of love, you should always listen to Moroku. One of the titles of a Dorarara episode is "The Ladies' Man Has Neither Money Nor Power." <laughs> who's the ladies' man in Dorarara? It's one who's the guy inter- with the fluffy coat. No, no. Oh, are I, you sure? Oh, is that? <laughs> I was wondering who you'd like in that show. I also like the bartender. Oh, Shizuo. Uh, but Izuya, the the information broker who has everybody's number, okay, I can see that because there are more characters who are introduced, and I was looking at all of them, and there is a Moroku style character who's introduced in X two. Okay. Who operates similarly? That he kind of goes after the young ones, so he hangs out of uh, girls' academies a lot, and he has like an entourage of ladies but also a steady girlfriend so it's very strange <laughs> he's like a gang member hmm. and uh his introductory episode is uh, the ladies man has neither money nor power because i think he fucks with shizuo and then gets his ass kicked ah <laughs> oh, shizuo's great every time he uh he goes <laughs> and throws something at him yeah yeah, when they're fighting, that's like the best. <laughs> it's like, oh no, who do I want to win? I have no idea. Yeah, and that's the secret of the show is that it's really only about those two. Hmm. Um, it, I figured it'd be about the kids. No, that's the strangest thing ever. That the show sets itself up as a coming of age story with uh, uh, Mikado, that he's entered a city and he's like, oh, I'm gonna learn about all these kooky characters. Says, nope, they're just. <laughs> they see everything happen, but really it's this eternal battle between a guy who's good at fighting and a guy who's good at dodging. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so let's end, let's end this real quick. Uh, as the group is uh, commiserating, uh, Shippo is the one who's kind of beefing himself up, like, ah, come on, we got to be brave about this, guys, right? Yeah, everyone's kind of yeah, kinda tired. <laughs> Sango's tired because she got hit with her own boomerang. Moroku just had to say goodbye to a sexual prospect because the group made him. Yeah. I mean, he also got thrown back by those little wind blades. Uh, he learned a lot about himself during that. And, of course, the person who got it worst of all is Inuyasha. Uh, Kagome's not doing great she's either. She's a little tired. Oh, she's yeah. like, she's, I think, doing the best she can, quote unquote, that she's, okay, I'm, I'm going to help peel him. And hearing about Kikyo didn't do any favors for her, right? Yeah, that brought that all back yeah. up to the service. Because she even says, even though Kikyo did a dastardly thing, like giving these to Naraku, Minayasha still loves her. Mm-hmm. 
And of course he's lying on the mat, just wondering what the hell she's doing. It's very sad. You know, and his last words were like, where are you? Yeah, where are you? Where are you? My Kikyo. Yeah. Oh no, and then we have a new ending theme. <gasps> Ta-da! <laughs> yes, yeah, called Dearest. Yeah, I heard, uh, what is her name, Gabriela Iglesias? She covers that one on her album in Spanish. But her sound's more upbeat, and this one's like, this is perfect, though. This is a perfect theme for the end of this episode, where everybody's sad, and in the end theme, everybody's sad. Yes, and it is sort of, I mean, it's called Dearest, and they're all with who they kind of like. Yeah, oh, yeah, Shippo's with his dead dad, right? Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. I thought that was Kilala at first, and I was like, no, that's not. Who's dearest to everyone? Mm-hmm. And then they all, like, end up by the tree. <laughs> they all pass. a sulking tree. Yeah, they all <laughs> sulk in a tree. It's a really, like, emo <laughs> end song. But good for this episode, because if we had ended with Sushomaru pouting one more goddamn time, I was going to blow up a building. You're not going to miss the shimmer jacket flying through space on a pink cloud of whimsy. I don't understand it. (laughs) And I realized too late that they're not flying over Earth. It's like that's the moon in the background. I felt flying high. Yeah, it was just flying really high. (laughs) Uh, And I thought, oh, I'm dumb. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, despite being 40% flashback, I think I like this one more than the last one. Um, it had more focus. Yeah. Uh, solving a problem. I mean, it wasn't really very funny. Like, they were... Yeah, they didn't go it into... It was the same tone. Anime uh, trope silliness. Plus, um, Kaharu crying at the end. Uh, it's not like I support this relationship or anything. But it brought me back to feelings I had seeing Sword in the Stone as a kid. I can't watch that movie now because when they turn into squirrels and that squirrel falls in love with them, I can't can't fucking do it. I have to skip that whole scene because it's sad. It's so sad. Oh, I'm going to cry right now thinking about it. Exactly. It's so adorable and so sad. And squirrels mate for life. She (laughs) will never find another love. I don't know if that's true. But it is like they give her the saddest cry in that fucking movie for kids well he did try to tell her she was coming on a little strong <laughs> I'm she not wouldn't gonna... listen he, she, she was not reading the room either <laughs> but I don't know I don't like I'm like Inuyasha I don't like seeing ladies cry alright I'll stay another night Jesus <laughs> but <laughs> it w- I mean sometimes it's better I mean yes. would it have been better had nothing happened and she made him a nice dinner and she cooked him breakfast would it have been any easier to leave her no. after all that no um and it's kind of mature of the show to say to not go for the easy thing of she sees something about him that makes her fall out of love with him like say for instance him hitting on other women or blah, 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 blah. i think she knows the type of person he is and being that it was kind of her first crush that it's just going to be hard to get over and yeah i don't know um, Roku's probably never going to come back, <laughs> so she'll just always remember that. But she'll fall in love with a nice rice farmer or something who's 20 years her senior. <laughs> and everything will be fine. <laughs> and then uh, we'll find out that it's an ancestor of Kagome. <laughs> and she'll be like, oh no! 
Moroku, stay away you from you're me. You're my great, 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 great grandma. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like we're almost, we're like almost there. To the end? Oh, I guess we are. We're like 10 or less. I'm like, um, did you see the preview for the next one? No. Okay. Did you see the title for the next one? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert title. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, it gets you into the theater, I guess, but man. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, yeah, there's just like kind of a few little stories kind of clumped together, and then we have, you know, the end of season two. Well, you tried to warn me. You said at the beginning that there's not a whole lot you're excited about. There are a couple. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly the characters that I'm excited for. I'm so happy to have Rin in the story, Koga, and Kagura. So I'm very happy that we've got those three characters in the show. Okay. Not necessarily happy to have them here this season, but All right. at least they're here. So the sophomore growing pains of the show is now going to give way to junior year, where we have a bunch of, uh, I don't know, uh, sports games and academics with all these new characters. We're kind of... I think come season three, I'm not as familiar with these. Ep- I mean, I think I might have only seen them once. So we're going to pretty much get your <laughs> excited re-reactions to it. Oh, yeah, this yeah. happens. Yeah. I guess the jewel shard was that big. Because then we'd get to, it was about the end of season two, and then they'd just rerun Inuyasha. Right. I remember you telling and me that. And then we'd get to season two, and we'd be like, more? No, we're going to rerun Inuyasha. So it's like ironing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's the strongest. But then I don't know if I've seen the rest of the seasons enough. Hmm. The ones that I've seen a whole lot of. Season one, I guess, would be my more favorite. Yeah, and I can't tell if I'm just... I was excited to watch a show. And it's like, oh, yeah, season one's great. There's just the purity of season one uh, coloring everything. But it does... I mean, that whole average is ruined by Sangha's introduction. <laughs> You can't beat that. No. No, that was still amazing. Oh, uh, just, uh, well, I guess we'll talk about Kikyo really quick. Um, still fitting into what we learned about her last time, that she's doing this because she wants Naraku to have the full shard or, or a full uh, pearl. It's not a pearl. Jewel? Thank you. <laughs> the Jewel of Four Souls. <laughs> what are the Four Souls' names? Uh, courage, love, friendship, wisdom. <laughs> what are the Japanese names? <laughs> I have it written down. No, I'm not going to look for it. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, she wants him to have the whole uh, jewel so then she can murder him and take the jewel back. And that's her ultimate plan. Um, still fits in pretty well with that, that I'm sure all of these, this collateral damage that Naraka is doing is means to an end. Yeah, I don't know if being a made out of clay and only being able to move with the souls of tragic women has made her less um, not really caring what Naraku does in the meantime. Plus, you know, that little girl probably scarred her for life and she was all like being afraid of her. Kikyo's so finally like, fine. Naraku, go ahead. <laughs> Burn and salt the earth. I don't care. <laughs> well, she has to like something because that's why she wants the jewel. Or is this going to be... Or is it duty? 
Yeah, I mean, duty's got to follow some sort of value judgment. Unless uh, her plan is to die with the jewel again. Die again? Yeah. And then resurrect a second person? <laughs> oh my god. Will she be like reincarnated again if yeah. is still there? <laughs> and she finds out that one of her best friends is the second reincarnation of Kikyo. And then we have a spin-off show. Koga can finally get a girlfriend. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh. Ooh. I don't know what that face is. It's either maybe he eventually will, or maybe no woman is good enough for Koga. <laughs> At least it's your backup boyfriend. We haven't even met your normal boyfriend yet. Yeah, he doesn't have a girlfriend. And he never will. <laughs> no. Oh, interesting. He murders people. <laughs> Well, maybe. Oh, he murders. He loves murdering people so much that he would just murder his girlfriend. Probably. Yeah. Oh, man. Probably. And you like him the best. Yeah. I don't understand. Well, thank you for listening, <laughs> listeners. Uh, to, to join us next week when I, I think a sword is gonna do just fine. Thank you. <laughs>